Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Divine House Reads The Divine Comedy. We didn't plan that. That was really good. We're getting better. We are. Okay, this is Canto 2. Um, <laughs> full disclosure, we, we recorded this the other day, and it was just a train wreck. Um, the train was going along, and then it just stopped, and we had to spend so long figuring out who was talking. No, it was more like the train was going along, and then the tracks started to go off a cliff into the ocean. The train also spontaneously combusted, <laughs> so the train was flaming and flew into the ocean. We did have some and good stuff died. about St. Lucy plucking out her eyes. Oh, yeah, we have to go into that today. Okay, not a spoiler, not but a spoiler. that can be our vamp. Okay, Ooh, so we're breaking our own next? rules because we're such we're just edgy bitches. Badass bitches. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, so, Canto 2, really quick recap. Um, I'm in the Valley of Death. I'm Dante. Oh my God, who are you? Wolf. Oh no, it's Virgil. Okay, here we are. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, let's go on this journey. Okay. Yeah. And we're still reading the Mark Musa translation. Okay, we tried the, the Henry, Henry Wadsworth, Wadsworth Longfellow. Yeah. It made no sense. I'm sorry. We're just too dumb for it. We're, All right. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> we're not too dumb. We're just not. It's just kind of really, really confusing. Okay. All right. The day was fading and the darkening air was releasing all the creatures on our earth from their daily tasks. And I, one man alone, was making ready to endure the battle of the journey, and of the pity it involved, which my memory, unerring, shall, shall now retrace. O oh, muses! O oh, high genius! Oh. Help me now! O oh, memory that wrote down what I saw, here your true excellence shall be revealed. Then I began. O oh, poet, come to guide me. Tell me if you think my worth sufficient before you trust me to this arduous road. <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> okay, Elaine has... Okay, I'll keep going. You wrote, you Virgil, wrote about young Silvius's father who went beyond, with flesh corruptible, with all his senses to the immortal realm. But if the adversary of all evil was kind to him, considering who he was and the consequence that was to come from him... This cannot seem to thoughtful men unfitting, for in the highest heaven he was chosen father of glorious Rome and of her empire, and both the city and her lands, in truth, were established as the place of holiness, where the successors of great Peter sit. Should we talk about that? <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, young Silvius's father is Aeneas, and he's saying, listen, uh, Virgil, I'm doubting whether or not you... Th you uh, I, I'm worthy to take on this arduous road through because the underworld. Because Aeneas was so cool. Because Aeneas was so cool, and also because <laughs> also Aeneas was literally the father of the Roman Empire. Right. And Glorious he established both the city and her lands as a place of holiness where the successors of great Peter sit, and Which those the are the popes. But also, mm -hmm. Elaine in her notebook yeah. has a note about young Silvius's <laughs> father. <laughs> it says, bad dude. <laughs> bad dude. He was so, so bad, but... <laughs> God took mercy on him? Question mark? Is it because you didn't know who he was? And now he is emperor. I have no idea. Yeah, because I read this without doing any prep. Okay. And from this journey... He's not a bad dude. He's not a bad dude. But he wasn't emperor either. What? Aeneas wasn't emperor. 
Aeneas just founds Rome, right, and founds then Rome. his and his descendants are Romulus and Remus, and they really found Rome. Oh, the, the descendants of Aeneas are Romulus and Remus. Yes, I love how much you know about. World no, history. I mean I just. No, no, this is great. Okay, okay, and from this journey you celebrate in verse. Aeneas learned those things that were to bring victory for him and for Rome, the papal seat. Then later, the chosen vessel, Paul, ascended to ring back confirmation of that faith, which is the first step on salvation's road. But why am I to go? Who allows me to? I am not Aeneas. I am not Paul. Neither I nor any man would think me worthy. And so, if I should undertake the journey, I fear it might turn out an act of folly. You are wise. You see more than my words express. As one who unwills what he willed will change his purpose with some new second thought, completely quitting what he first had started, so I did, standing there on that dark slope, thinking, ending the beginning of that venture, I was so quick to take up at the start. If I have truly understood your words, that shade of magnanimity replied, Wow, what a... okay. Your soul is burdened with that cowardice which often weighs so heavily on man. It turns him from a noble enterprise, like a frightened beast that shies at its own shadow. Yeah. To free you from this fear, let me explain the reason I came here. The words I heard that first time I felt pity for your soul. I'm this brutal. is where it starts to get crazy. Okay, we were really confused after this. The reason <laughs> is that a lot of people talk, and it's really hard to keep track yeah. who's talking. But we'll try to do it in voices so that you guys can follow along. So exactly. this is Virgil. <laughs> so, Elaine, do your Dante voice again. Uh, Virgil. Wait, what? No, that wasn't your Dante oh, Okay, well, um, Virgil. Okay. Okay, so that's not me, and this is Virgil. Okay, so do you want to continue with Virgil? I'm Virgil. Okay. I, Virgil, was among those dead who are suspended when a lady summoned me. She was so blessed and beautiful, I implored her to command me. Okay. (laughs) With eyes of light more bright than any star, in low, soft tones, she started to address me in her own language with an angel's voice. Should I be that lady? Yeah. Oh, noble soul, courteous Mantuan, whose fame the world continues to preserve and will preserve as long as the world is, as long as the world there is, my friend, who is no friend of fortunes, strays on a desert slope. So many obstacles have crossed his path. His fright has turned him back. I fear he may have gone so far astray from what report has come to me in heaven that I may have started to his aid too late. Now go with your elegance of speech, with whatever may be needed for his freedom. Give him your help, and thereby bring me solace. I am Beatrice, solace, Solace, who urges you to go. I come from the place I am longing to return to. That's a weird way to end a sentence. Love moved me as it moves me now to speak. When I return to stand before my lord, often I shall sing your praises to him. That's capitalized. Okay, so this is Beatrice. Oh my god, Beatrice. Beatrice. Wow. So basically, Dante has a lot of self-doubt. He's like, listen, I'm not Aeneas, the father of Rome. Also, I'm not St. Paul, Paul, the chosen vessel. The chosen vessel who is I'm just a nobody. Of the church. I'm just Dante. I'm just such a little man. And why, why am I worthy to go into the underworld? So Virgil says, listen, well, I was hanging out in limbo when... In this limbo? lady. Well, he was hanging out in. Oh, so, so in, who are suspended? Those yeah. who are suspended. He was hanging out in limbo. I just think them all like wearing suspenders. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, like suspended. Well, let's. Oh anyway. no! Sorry. No. Suspenders. Okay, suspenders. Um, and when a lady summoned me, and so that lady is Beatrice, who was Dante's 
girl uh, next door girl next girl door in love. love with girl in fell in love with he also wrote this whole other poem mm. about her called la vita nuova which is really good maybe we should look at that sometime okay um but basically i think we talked about beatrice in the first yeah we did one um but just remember that dante met beatrice when he was nine and fell in love with her that's a very auspicious number nine because yeah nine because Mm -hmm. nine is three threes Mm -hmm. and three is like the trinity and so all throughout the poem and like the the poem is written in tercets right and um there's 33 and then 99 exactly Okay, so so wow. Beatrice came to Virgil in limbo. So she traveled from heaven to that limbo. That takes guts. And she summoned him, right? She said, go help this guy, Dante. Kind of unfriend whether, kind of unclear whether or not Beatrice was in love with Dante. because Yeah, she calls she him a friend. friend. She has friend-zoned him. She has friend-zoned him. Oh, man. And it sort of seems like Virgil's into Beatrice. That is bit. definitely the vibe I get. It's the vibe I get, Yeah, too. weird. It might be a translation thing. All right. Um, okay, so then here's what Virgil says back to Beatrice. Okay. Oh, lady of grace, through whom alone mankind may go beyond all worldly things contained within the sphere that makes the smallest round. What? <laughs> Your plea fills Ooh. me with ha- What? <clears throat> through whom alone mankind may go beyond all the worldly things contained through within whom the alone sphere. Mankind may go beyond all worldly things contained within the sphere that makes the smallest round. What's the sphere, the sphere that, that makes the, the wallest round, smallest round is probably... Did they know about the like, sun? Wasn't it wasn't it Copernican astrology at that time? Like they didn't no, no, really it's pre Copernican. Oh, Copernicus is the one who is heliocentric, so we're still Earth centric hmm. here. So I think the sphere that makes the smallest round is either Earth. No, no, because it wouldn't go around. So, um, well, maybe no, no, it's not heliocentric. Heliocentric means the sun is at the center. Oh. It's yeah, it's um, Earth centric. So I think. The sphere that makes the smallest round is the sun. I think. I don't really get that, but... Okay, she's the only okay, one whatever. who can, like, go Beyond from heaven, the, the... heaven to limbo. Yeah, whatever. Okay, okay, whatever. You who do that cool stuff. <laughs> your plea fills me with happy eagerness. Oh. Ooh. To have obeyed already would still seem late. You needed only to express your wish. But tell me, Beatrice... How you dared to make this journey all the way down to this point of spacelessness, away from your spacious home that calls you back. Because your question searches for deep meaning, I shall explain in simple words. I'm not really being a valley girl. I'm kind of being a strange, like, Santa Fe... Okay. Um, Okay, well, I don't know. Sorry. No offense (laughs) to anyone in Santa Fe. Um, I shall explain in simple words, she said, just why I have no fear of coming here. A man must stand in... I'm kind of like being the Californians. I guess I am being a That's a valley girl. Okay, okay, it's okay, the okay, valley. Okay, okay, okay. A man okay, must stand in fear of just those things that truly have the power to do us harm. Of nothing else, for nothing else is fearsome. Okay, hmm. Beatrice. God gave me such a nature through his grace. The torments you must bear cannot affect me, nor are the fires of hell a threat to me. A gracious lady sits in heaven grieving for what has happened to the one I send you to, and her compassion breaks heaven's stern decree. She called Lucia and ma- Lucia, and making her request, she said, "Your faithful one is now in need of you, and to you I commend his soul." Okay, so who is that lady? The Virgin Mary. How are we supposed to know that? Thank you, Mark Musa, for note ninety-four. The lady is the Virgin okay, Mary. Okay, this is really what got us confused when we were reading Longfellow because he just doesn't. Anyway, so basically, Beatrice is telling Virgil that a gracious lady, the Virgin Mary, called the Saint Virgin Lucia, Mary, yeah, and said. 
um, Dante needs Dante. you. And then Lucia... Well, let's... Okay, Lucia, the enemy of cruelty, hastened to make her way to where I, Beatrice, was, sitting by the side of ancient Rachel, who we think is the wife of Jacob. <laughs> the Abrahamic And Rachel. said to me, Beatrice, God's true praise, will you not help the one whose love was such it made him leave the vulgar crowd for you? <laughs> Do you not hear the pity of his weeping? Do you not see what death it is that threatens him? Along the river, the sea shall never conquer. I love that. The river, the sea shall never conquer. Is that sort of like the river, what river of life? do we think that is? Well, or the river of time. Mm. You know. I, I love know. the river of time. I hate the river of time. I mean, I don't love it. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So now we're back to Virgil talking. Okay. <clears throat> There never was a worldly person living more anxious to promote his selfish gains than I was at the sound of words like these. To leave my holy seat and come down here and No, no, my... no, no, no. This is not Virgil this talking. This is Beatrice This is Beatrice talking. talking. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're doing, we're doing uh, it again. Okay. Okay. So Lucia's like, go! The river! You'll we'll help him! You're, or the and guy Beatrice who loves you like... and left the vulgar crowd for you because you're so okay, awesome. Okay, but you know why that was confusing? It's because it, she says, there never was a person more anxious to promote his selfish gains. Thanks, yeah. Mark Musa, for being a little a gender sucker. Gender sucker. Anyway. Okay. So leave my holy seat next to Beatrice, I mean next to Rachel in paradise. What? And come down here and place my trust in you, in your noble speech that honors you and all those who have heard it. The noble speech of Virgil. When she had finished reasoning, she turned her shining eyes away, so and there again. were tears. How eager then I was to come to you. And I have come to you. Oh, you're the voice of Virgil. Oh, okay. 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 How eager then I was to come <laughs> to you, Dante. And I have come to you just as she wished. And I have freed you from the beast that stood blocking the quick way up the Mount of Bliss. So what is wrong? Why, why do you delay? <laughs> Why are you such a coward in your heart? <coughs> God. Why aren't you bold and free of all your fear? When three such gracious ladies who are blessed watch out for you up there in heaven's court, and my words, too, bring promise of such good. As little flowers from the frosty night are clothed and limp, and when the sun shines down on them, they rise to open on their stem, my wilted strength began to bloom within me. Okay. okay. And such warm courage flowed into my heart. That I spoke like a man set free of fear. Oh, she, compassionate, who moved to help me. Oh, my God. And it's you, Beatrice. all kindness, and obeying quick those words of truth she brought with her for you. You the word, you and the words you spoke have moved my heart with such desire to continue onward that now I have returned to my first purpose. Let us start, for both our wills, joined now, are one. You are my guide. You are my lord and teacher. These are my words to him, Virgil. And when he moved... I entered on that deep and rugged road. How much time have we spent doing Canto 2? We have spent 15 minutes. Wow. The first time we did this, we spent over we an hour. We spent over an hour because we just could not figure <laughs> out who was talking at any given time. I think the voices help. Um, okay. All right. So what happened in this Canto? Basically, I'll let you do this rehashing. Virgil... Dante's like, what? And Virgil's like, oh, actually, the Virgin Mary sent Lucia or Lucia to Beatrice, and Beatrice got me, and now I'm here. And Dante's like, okay, chill. I'm good to go now. 
But something we talked about in our last recording of Canto 2 was kind of the, <laughs> was the theme of self-doubt, like, mm. which I think is a really enduring theme in Christianity and Catholicism about how doubting you is part of faith doubt. and you have to doubt. And, and the, but there's a lot of shame about doubting. You know, be it, I mean, well, yeah, Virgil's, Virgil's like, says, why are you such a you? coward in your heart? Yeah, why aren't you bold and free of all your fear? And Dante's like, shit, why am I bold? And not he kind bold of and free. And I also don't like the sort of like woman shaming happening because he's like, and there's also there are three gracious ladies who are watching out for you up there. Like, get your shit together. Why is that woman shaming? It's not shaming women. Sorry, it's kind of like using women as like. Well, I'm not saying that this is what he's saying, but. No, I think it's actually it's empowering like, them because it's like, well, don't be afraid. They are, they're looking out for you. Yeah, maybe it's that. I thought it was more like there's such gracious lady, ladies who aren't, uh, don't, don't have fear and who are rooting you on. Like, and if the ladies can not have fear, then. Yeah, but the reason they don't have fear is that they're in paradise already. And they're already dead. And they're dead. Yeah. Because what can you be afraid of when you're dead? Well, we'll be, we'll see about that. Yeah, we'll see yeah. about that. Isn't that what this whole poem That's is about? This whole I'm also interested in why. Um, Beatrice was sitting next to Rachel. Yeah, I don't get that. We never figured this out. <clears throat> so Rachel is the wife of Jacob, who's the mother of Benjamin and Joseph of the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah. But maybe it's maybe she he just wanted to like give an example of a like Israelite ancestor. Oh, yeah. But I don't understand. I mean, in Dante's Paradise, then they would have actually been Jews, right? They wouldn't have, would have been Christians. Or yeah, but the patriarchs all got to heaven when Jesus died. Why? Because they were just, like, waiting for him. So, like, in medieval theology, they're all about, like, hmm. actually, the Israelites, like, the, the good Israelites did make it. Like, because you can't really have your whole religion based around Abraham, for example, and then say Abraham is in hell. Totally. Or purgatory. Yeah. But, as we will see, other people go to hell who were not Christians. And right. that's often the reason. But I don't want to spoil it. Something I yeah, think is interesting is how the so the Virgin Mary is sitting in heaven. They also call it heaven's court. Okay, it's what is she doing imagery. thinking about Dante? That's so random. That's so random. But also, and maybe also why he's... is she grieving? Like what happened to him? Just him, you know, straying from the path? Yeah. I mean, but that maybe makes me it kind of makes me think about how like Dante is kind of supposed to represent everyone, mm-hmm. like the journey of our life. Right. So maybe it's it's supposed to be about the Virgin Mary taking an interest in everybody. Yeah, true. She is busy. Or she's got to have one of those like big mom calendars. <laughs> you know, like, like the with all of the different. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like... she another thing I think is interesting is why she calls Lucia. Why Lucia? I mean, yeah, who so is who's Lucia? Lucia? Well, Lucia is a third century saint. Mm-hmm. From Syracuse. Who Lucy dressed up as when she okay, was a yeah. small child. This came out at our last reading. <laughs> yeah, I did dress... Well, So my name is Lucy, and my <laughs> parents were really into St. Lucy Day, which is on December 13th. And on St. Lucy Day in Scandinavia... Um, which is not where you grew up. Which is not where I'm from at all. Just but, incidentally. Um, there actually were a lot of Swedish people at my elementary school. In Botswana? No, there's an ambulance. No, this was back in New Jersey. Oh, God, so like pandemic. first grade. And... Um, Basically, little girls, like, wake up at four in the morning and bake these buns. What? And Little um, girls? Yeah. All the little housework. girls. Wages for housework. And then you wear a white dress to represent purity with a red sash. Virgins. And you wear... Yeah, virgins. But not con- non-virgin <laughs> convicts. Which I had a dream about. 
Elaine had a dream where she was a non-virgin convict. I, I'm not a virgin, guys. Sorry to break <laughs> it to you. <laughs> Uh anyway so saint lucy basically you dress up and you december 13th is like near the winter solstice so it's like really dark especially in scandinavia which is probably why this is popular but you wear candles on your head in this laurel thing you like make a pine bow like thing anyway i had a whole outfit and so did my doll jordan you don't have to say it twice i believe you Okay. <laughs> I can show you a picture. But so what's the deal with Lucia and the eyeballs? Okay. Well, the eyeballs aren't mentioned here, but basically St. Lucy became a saint because, well, she was martyred in Syracuse. But before that, this guy was like, you have such beautiful eyes. Marry me. And she was and like... she was like, no, temptation, No, temptation. <laughs> and then she ripped out her own eyes and sent them to him on a plate. Wild. So whenever you see depictions of her, she's like shown with a plate that has two like balls on it, and those are her eyeballs. <laughs> so you're like, oh, what is that? I wonder what she's carrying. They're her eyeballs. So do you think that that the Virgin Mary sends Saint Lucia because even though she doesn't have sight, like physical yeah, sight, she's she has spiritual insight. So that's why she yeah. can find and light. Beatrice? She's like light. Right. Okay. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should look that up. Yeah, maybe we should. But maybe not. But maybe not. Oh, by the way, we didn't look up anything that we said we would look up. We're so We are just such miscreants. Okay, so TLDR with Canto 2, kind of boring, but Dante is Not a lot happened here. Not a lot lot happened here, but it's a lot of self-doubt. He's not as cool as Aeneas. He's not as cool as Aeneas. I mean, he's definitely not as cool as Aeneas. implicitly, he sort of says that he... What? Okay, I'm reading the Aeneid. Like, he's really hot. (laughs) I'm just saying... Okay. It's hot to carry your dad through the burning ruins of your city. I know. And it literally, Dante, physically, is hot. From what also. we've read so far, <laughs> which is only two cantos of the Inferno, Dante doesn't really seem like a heartthrob. Or he's not really casting yeah. himself as a heartthrob. There's you know? something kind of weird about, like, falling in love at the age of nine. Yeah. And then, like, having a burning flame for, like, this girl. Yeah. He was How also... old was Beatrice when she died? She was quite young. I think like she was nine? like 20. No, no, no. Oh, she was like, like 20. Okay, that's not as weird. But then Dante actually was married to a different woman throughout his life, and he had two children with that woman, but we know virtually nothing about her, and we don't know if it was a happy marriage or anything. I mean, the Vita Nuova is all about Beatrice. That's so fucked. I know. Or, like, I feel bad for that woman that he was married to. Hey, that but was I mean, marriage a lot is of different. women's yeah. statures or And probably still is. In that time. But marriage was also different. Like, it was more of an economic proposition that's true mm. okay well all right well that was number two. two okay we kind of got bored by this we'll put a warning in the and maybe we can splice our other episode with it our other episode is okay we'll give you a preview of our other episode it's like what it's like what who's talking what beatrice wait took what? us like 40 minutes to figure out that it was a virgin mary yeah because it doesn't say it doesn't a gracious lady. Yeah, yeah. Who okay. the fuck is that? If we were better Catholics, well, you're Catholic, I'm not Catholic, but... Well, I am on the edge of my seat, personally, to know how they're going to enter hell. <gasps> oh my god. I wonder how. I wonder how. Okay, bye! Bye! <laughs>